This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Three hours down, two to go. It's hour number four of the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. I hope you're having a fantastic little afternoon. We have the top ten Cowboy storylines at the Combine. What is peaking interest for one of the top riders covering this team? We will reveal that and discuss him. And uh, that's what we got right here for you. Hope you appreciate it. There's Zach Wolchuk throwing down a soda shake. What, every three hours or so? Is that the schedule? Yeah, yeah, okay. every, uh, about every three hours. Uh, these ones I do at 3 and at 5 o'clock uh, based on my schedule. So I go, uh, I go every two there for those. Right but you basically want to eat every three to four. Zara Chiafalo is Brian Broaddus here in Surprise, Arizona with me. Lucius Alexander's back in the Pimp Cup at Master Control along with Carter Freeman who's coordinating your video. And still, you know, frankly trying to recover from the embarrassment that was his uh, fifth egg slam on Broaddus's head uh, Friday afternoon. It was a glorious execution with his fake out, uh, but not so much with the slam over the top. That's fine. The vid- the video work that he did, recapping everything over the weekend, more than made up for it, I'd say. Yeah, I think you're being kind, Gavin, myself. You know, I mean, it, the opportunity to, you know, I mean, he's, he does find video work, but the whole yeah. idea is to make sure that it's executed. The eggs are, you know, are done the right way. I think you guys had a great plan. I think with him getting my attention one way, you really coming off the top rope. Yeah. You could see the explosiveness in the egg hitting my head. The old man still got a little bit. Yeah, and then Carter, what was he doing? The thing fumbled out of his hand. He's I like he's like I a, think he you know, was worried about your head bleeding like when Wolchuk hit you. He didn't want to create any more blood. The guy I did feel bad. Chief Chief hit me the hardest. Did he? Oh yeah. Nice job. Chief hit me the hardest. Well, you were a little buzzed, I think, by then. Uh, oh yeah, big solutions <laughs> in the Mai Tai. Uh, that certainly had an effect on me. And I knew it was the final egg smashing of the entire football season, right? It was the yeah. final survivor payoff. So uh, and then you when I right. when I climbed up there and I noticed that he he peeked down to see me as I stealthily crawled around the studio. When I when I saw that he kind of saw me, I was like, okay, I'm gonna, he's going to pay for this. He's yeah, pay yeah. For this. Well, that's the thing about it was I saw he sits in Bassick's chair, so uh-huh. I saw the top of Mike's chair. Yeah, and I lost track where he was. I you said, and you were on the phone. Yeah, I was looking down at the yeah. phone. Yeah, you that guys, was good awareness by yeah. Chief. Yeah, and he, he was pulling off a real nice army crawl. Just needed his ghillie suit. Sure did. Yeah, that would have been uh, pretty spectacular. But I didn't want to. I didn't want to pull uh, a, a Carter situation. You no, know? I wanted to make sure I executed this dunk in, in full fashion. And I do think that it was. It made a, a lasting imprint on your dome. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like though a back to back egg smash. Yeah, would have been on camera. Would have oh, been yeah. just. Oh, you yes. know, it would have been epic. It would have. It was yeah. very anticlimactic because when I pulled mine off, I was like in this post moment uh real real glow euphoria yeah, yeah. and, and, and like mission accomplished and then when the fumble happened i was like i was kind of waiting for the exclamation yeah. point uh, it was a little anticlimactic well, but i, I kind of to me it was very much like and you know it was much like the cowboys with romo you know they they're kicking the field goal you kind of get yeah. in position you execute and then all of a sudden the snap goes to his hands. I feel the it, same way. And you mm-hmm. lost and you lost the game because yeah. of that, you know? Well, he has done some fine video work recapping it. You can see that. Yeah, uh, that is that, good. I think we should call that a blooper. Well, you can see that blue. Uh, you know, I, I've been trying to get him involved in the radio show in one way or another, like as a game show host or something for Carter Freeman to branch out. And he has turned down every opportunity. And now I, I kind of see why. I'm probably going to stop asking, but the bottom line is oh my gosh. the video paid off if you go to our YouTube page, True or the that. 105 to Defend YouTube page. You can see it. It's, it's got tens of thousands of views. Fantastic. Sean yeah. and RJ were uh, not happy with us this morning. Apparently, there was a very gunky mess of remnants of yolk and just stale eggs that were left by the weekend. I, you know, I, I don't know. Brian what, tried hard. Was it? Yeah, I was using the cleanser as the top, the floor. I was... 
Did, was it the cord? Is that what kind of the cord? I think yeah. There's a lot of crevices where that yoke was getting into. I as mean, well. you probably got 99 percent of it up, but there was a lot. Wow, you know what I, you know, but I saw eggs. I saw eggs sitting in front of RJ. Brown eggs. What what's keeping them from busting one and kind of making it a little bit more messy than it was? Let's go. Let's turn this into a Rangers post game type of deal. It could happen at any moment. I think there's. I think there was a little bit of that. Maybe that they kind of set us up for some. Yeah, I would be. I wouldn't put anything past Sean. He's a deviant son of a gun, and Choppy's even worse. Bobby, you can't trust him. No. Well, we'll have more Survivor coming up for the NBA playoffs. It's it's just too too much dang fun. And of course, uh, next NFL season will be back off and running full time. Okay, uh, top ten storylines over there at the combine. What's McCarthy's vision for the Dallas offense? I think that's uh, pretty obvious. It's it's a road well traveled. We've had the discussion a couple of times, and we all have ideas, you know, and and they're they're dropping clues. But McCarthy hasn't talked to the media since this news. You know, he's off in hibernation, doing his hiding. Uh, so when I guess he's going to emerge. Cocaine, cocaine bear. bear. Yeah. I don't know when he emerges and starts talking to us again. You know, when the DAC negotiation Wednesday. was happening. He, Wednesday. He, he said he was on a beach and called DAC to congratulate him. So he's going to talk Wednesday at the combine. Yeah, though. Wednesday. Wednesday cool. And then we'll probably get Jerry on the bus maybe cool. Thursday or Friday maybe this week. So Some Miller Lats. We're going to have a lot of content for you. And if, if Mike talks Wednesday, that'll be outstanding because we need a little bit more detail. You know, other than passing to running backs more and uh, more consistency with the run game. Okay, question two. Why did McCarthy feel like Schottenheimer was the best option? Analyst on the coaching staff should have a good understanding of strengths and weaknesses, but why did he end up being the choice? It's unlikely that McCarthy will go into greater detail. My theory is that Schottenheimer was the guy that was coming to him and saying, dude, Kellen Moore. This guy doesn't know what he's doing yet. You know, we got he, he's not a good fit for Dak. I, I think he was his guy in the room, and I, I think Mike was like, "Damn straight, that's the way I would do it." So I, I think they were commiserating and, and maybe a little bit frustrated with the over aggressive Kellen Moore from time to time. That's my theory, guys. What I think do you think? Kellen did some good things, but I mean, we've talked about this. There was a lack of consistency. I don't know exactly what Kellen Moore's philosophy and approach was week to week. Uh, and, and, and there were some weeks where it's like, man, he's really in his bag. He's scheming some stuff up here. There was a lot of things that you like. You're using a lot of your personnel in a bunch of creative ways. Next week, holy cow, this is where did all that go? It's just disappeared. Um, Brian Schottenheimer is a guy that you know what he wants. He's, he's pretty into his certain approach, right? He's a guy that he wants to run the football X amount of times, and he's pretty methodical in the way that he wants to run an offense. And I think it marries a, a similar method in the way Mike McCarthy likes to play offense as well. So at least you'll kind of know the type of philosophy and offense that the Cowboys are going to implement from a week-to-week basis. I just worry about him like it doesn't work. And it might not. You know, that's what I'm saying. And all of a sudden, it's like we realize that, you know, hey, I don't want to. I don't want to look back in week nine and and all. Everybody's going, man. We we really do miss Kellen Moore yeah, here. And, and that could because happen. I, I I was I was adamant about evaluate the coaches this year, and then look to Dak the following year. This was going to be my evaluation. I hate the word evaluation on Dak because he's been here eight years. But I, I was thinking, okay, maybe they change the coaching staff this year, and let's see Dak play with a different. Doesn't doesn't set. West Coast passing low like give you easier targets, Brian? It like, should. How how would it that should. blow up? In it, Dak's but yeah, it, well, it, you know, if you're not accurate, you know, if you're if all of a sudden receivers, if you know, if if Michael Gallup's running in breaking routes and the ball's clanging off him, you know, because it's behind him or it's low and or just what if it's on target and. You know, Gallup just damn drops it. Mm. I mean, that I the thing I worry about is that is that are we going to learn that is this going to be a thing to where we learn about it's Dak or is it Mike McCarthy just can't call plays? It is interesting that that Garrett Linehan and Kellen Moore, three good offensive minds, all chose similar type of routes that end with stationary players expecting a football. Yeah. You know, and it's sort of like we're going to space them out and Dak's going to find the most open guy standing still. And there are plenty of examples of throwing to guys on the move, but a lot of that is way downfield where the field is kind of opened up, and if I miss, it's not getting picked off. 
you know, what about the precise timing anticipation throws within, let's say, five to eight yards? How accurate can he be? You know, Joe Montana really brought the West Coast offense to life by being so incredibly accurate and throwing to guys who could catch it and then immediately turn up field and make a move. And we'll see if, if Dak can be, you know, that precise with it. But, I mean, I'll say this. And, and maybe the Cowboys will miss Kellen Moore. Maybe they'll get in halfway through the season and some texture coming in. Like, I could see Kellen Moore being really good with the Chargers. They, and he's got a hell of a quarterback to do it with there in Justin Herbert and, and some good weapons unless they move on with some due to cap casualties. But you can't score 17 points and 12 points in back-to-back postseason defeats. And in my opinion stick with that offensive coordinator. You've okay. got to make a change. Okay, great point. Number four from Mashota here in The Athletic. What does Jerry Jones want to see from the offense? Is he willing to spend more? Does he want to use the first pick on a playmaker? But he talked about it today. Jerry did. There was a short quote from him talking about, we overestimated, we were overconfident on on what Gallup and Tolbert could give. And I can't wait for Jerry to talk and, and maybe signal something that can actually get us excited about add, adding a real playmaker. Yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully that those decisions. That's Odell Beckham, don't you think? That's the real playmaker. I, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there because I think they've laid the most groundwork on this guy. Yep. I think they have an understanding. I mean, and we're all, you know, we're all studying the draft and we're all thinking about, oh, what receiver is going to be there at 26? Let that, me say this real quick, Brian. Like he would talk about Odell and say the reason this is unique is because he's available and nobody else is. That's the kind of things he was saying in November, right? Now that everybody or more players are available, you can still trade now for Brandon Cooks or DeAndre Hopkins. I would hope you're not zooming in on on on, on Odell Beckham Jr. That guy's just too injury prone. Guarantee me his health, good. But But they they were talking about playing him like, bringing him in, and I know this is, you know, they, they, that thing was going up until as they saw the clock going down, it's like, yeah. well, how, many, how long are you going to have him for? Yeah. You know, how long they, they were, like, willing to almost talk about one game. And to me, you it, know what I mean? And yeah. I, I know I'm making it sound a lot dire than it really was, but they were, Th- they that were letting that. Discussed. Well, that yeah. clock was running, and yeah. they just kept, you know, and finally they just got to the point where they couldn't do anything. They were happy to have him for one game, but he wanted a long-term thing. Sure he did. He, okay, if I'm going to bust my butt to come back maybe a little early from you from a very significant injury, can you give me guarantees? And they were like, no, because they're smart. It's Odell Beckham Jr. Why would you give a 31-year-old OBJ guarantees into the future? You're just you're asking for it to end uh, poorly, and now you don't have any money and you don't have the playmaker that you want. There's at least a dozen better options than Odell Beckham Jr. if you want to make your receiving core better right now. Where do the Cowboys feel like they need uh, to improve the most is uh, question number five here from Mishota. Um, I, I do wonder what they think because if, if it's only the, the we only need, we could use one more playmaker on offense, like that line that got dropped, that was by Steven. Uh, that, that, that to me is not, hey, we're desperate for this. It's like, hey, we might need one more playmaker when most people, unless he's thinking we're going to get Tony Pollard back. For and, sure. And yeah. Tony Pollard, he's expecting to be healthy and good to go. And then he's like, okay, one more playmaker because he's also Gallup's expecting be back to get better. So that, that's that's one thing that I Hopefully I just, that's assuming Gallup's back and we need something on top of that. Right, yeah. right. And I hope they don't put too much into, hey, Gallup is – they're just going to bank on Gallup being being stuck. I think your passing game just needs to be better, and that's kind of a cop-out. But I think you need better protection and better weapons. I would agree. I'm trying to figure out who they're going to – I mean, other than McGovern, who are you really replacing on the offensive line? If McGovern, yeah. if McGovern leaves in free agency, Biotis is going to stay. Martin's going to stay. You think Steele's going to be there. Tyler Smith is either your left tackle or your left guard. So if you want to go try and upgrade the left guard or left tackle position, I mean, you, you can, but that's – I don't know. That's where the picks are coming from, you know? Like, it's – it's hard for Dak to see down and find ways to throw with anticipation and timing. You put him under pressure, it's, it's, it's leading the league in interceptions per throw. That's what you're going to get if you provide the same level of protection he was in last year, even if you had the skill player. 
That's my expectation for Dak. I, I think that is all a, a result of how many guys are in his face right as he's getting ready to throw. Hey, a, a, great, a great way to fix an offensive, uh, just an offense in general, is have the best offensive line in football. We saw that. You know, yeah. regardless of, of how great your weapons are, if you can go ahead and, and block up front to give your quarterback time to go through his reads, it doesn't matter how amazing or elite your receivers are. They'll find a way to get open. Corners can only cover for so long. And it's the same way with your rushing attack, right? If you can open up holes. I, I'm all about putting forth resources into the offensive line. And you might end up getting a guy fall to you at 26, one of these guards like a Torrance or maybe a Malik out of North Dakota State that we like quite a bit. And he's got some versatility as well to play some guard or center. Play tackle at North Dakota State. He could kick inside. Well, look at Zach drafting this balls off over here. He's scouting him up. See, I, I, I want to ask, ask Gavin this question, though. When they turn around and draft one of these guys like, you know, one of these guards – yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna kick him in the junk? Are you gonna say, Oh no, good pick there? No twenty six? Knowing that you need weapons on the outside. Uh I think you need both equally. Um so if if the best player is a guard at twenty six, yeah. I'll be happy with that or, or yeah. in the second round. I can totally be happy with that. Like trade for Hopkins, there's your receiver. Yeah. Draft the guard, you know, yeah. if, assuming you still have twenty six. Or you could find good guards in the second round a lot of years. Can you this year? How's that? How's I feel that like th I feel like that's the one thing to me. I would rather if you're going to give me an opportunity to take a swing at a guard type guard center guy, give me the guy from Minnesota, John Michael Smiths. Hmm. Give me that guy. See, that's what I'm saying. If you give me a an athletic 315 pound guard that if all of a sudden like we don't want to pay Biotish no, anymore. Did. Okay, so I, I seriously did get around. <laughs> I'm not the only oh, one, boy. No, because you know Brian Nosis, he's one of my favorite players. Period in the draft. But my question is, do you think he can be? He can play guard? Oh, absolutely. He's just he's an athlete. I think. I mean, he's a he's a. You watch him play center. Yeah. This kid's a, like a difference maker, and you don't see that a lot when no. you're watching centers. Hell no. Man. He handles blocks one on one on it. Like I say, if you don't want to pay Biotish. Then there's your center. Okay, we well, got to run. Where uh, can I draft that guy? By the way, what round? I think you're gonna. I think he's gonna go. He could go late one, early two, two. probably. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Number six. What are the Cowboys' views of the strength of the draft class? We'll see. Number seven. What's the plan <laughs> with Zeke? We know probably who's going to get the franchise tag. They said today they're most likely going to use it. What is the plan for filling some key spots on the O line? And then uh, what's the latest on the Cowboys' interest in some notable free agents like OBJ and Bobby mm. Wagner? There he is, Mishota in the Athletic. When we come back here, Nation, it's time to hit the expressway. We'll get you 35 minutes of uninterrupted content. Bob Belt's going to come on about 5.30. Then it'll be time for L.A. Live right here on 105.3 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back, nation. It's time to hit the expressway. 35 minutes of uninterrupted content. A lot going on here as we are live at Ranger Spring Training. Our coverage brought to you by Sonic. Mm, good. Hey, uh, let's uh, get you caught up on everything that's been developing throughout the broadcast day. First up, Carson Wentz released by the commies in Washington. That's a wrap for him as a starter for sure. Should have cost Ron Rivera his job putting him back in there. Would you even want him as a backup at this point, NFL people? Carson Wentz available. Let's say uh, 
Cooper Rush does uh, get a job somewhere else, as you guys have been telling me. And Carson Wentz is available. Do you want him as a backup? No gracias. I'm out. Uh, don't want to see his face. Don't want him in my building. It uh, doesn't seem like people like him on the field or off the field. Uh, big fat no thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I don't think – I think that he's a broken player mentally – physically he's not a guy that can stay healthy perhaps even emotionally uh, and yes i mean he's he's just a player right now that it seems like when he gets when he's out there he's hurting you more than he's helping you let's go to darth vader what do you think buddy am i still doing the darth vader bit yeah. here yeah. i thought yeah, it was yeah, coach mccarthy back. over there <laughs> Jay, it's this it's this leaf blower thing i think that's I making all the noise out here seriously i don't think it's me i've i've been holding my breath between segments really to you know make sure that but it you're letting it all out once the year. Gosh, once we I'm come sorry. back on the air. It's okay. uh, well, I'll tell you what. No, I would uh, – no, 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 nothing to do with Carson Wentz. Okay. I, I, a big you know, from the panel. Yeah, absolutely. What about a little Jameis Winston action? Looks like he's going to yeah. be out in New Orleans. No, Jameis is a backup I could get into. Yeah. yeah. Very likable. Yeah, absolutely. Or do we want to just commit to the tank, and if we have another situation where Dak goes down for an extended period of time, we want a trash quarterback in there because we want to go for the number one pick, Gusto. I would prefer that. It's very I much like I having Fitz Let's Magic. not save the season next time. He's a guy that can throw you five touchdowns but also throw you five picks. I kind of wonder what happened with Jameis Winston, though. He was banged up, and then they were kind of out. Don't give me that. He was healthy. They were, they were winning games with Sean Payton. Last year, 2021, Yes, he was on his way to a, uh, having a great year. Yeah. Then he got hurt, and Sean Payton left. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, we're going to chat with Bobby Belt, Cowboy stuff here, coming up in about five minutes. As far as things that have been developing, on Dak, Steven said they have to have a plan to get the contract extended, so expect that. Said everybody needs to be one click better. Said they need to maybe add one more playmaker. Said they made a mistake not investing more at wide receiver last year by assuming Gallup and Tolbert could be more help than they did. He said maybe they fell in love with their drafting of wide receivers recently and thought, oh, yeah, we can get a guy here. This well, is going to be fine. They were adamant about that. When we were uh, when we were with them this uh, you know, at training camp there in Oxnard and having the media party event, and Stephen was holding court, and you know Washington goes down, and we're like, hey, uh, are you going to bring in a wide receiver? Do you need to? Do you need to think about this? And they were pretty adamant about it. They were going to let this thing ride, and it might have been a lot of it had to do probably with, you know, they were thinking about Michael Gallup mm-hmm. and getting him back. And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of things, just the more I learned after the season, I think there was more than just the injuries with Michael Gallup. I think there were some other things that were kind of plaguing him off the field mm-hmm. that he was dealing with. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe that's something that, you know, he that, that game he – you know, he didn't want to come back on the was the Monday night game against the Giants, and he came back the following week. But I, I just kind of feel like as the season wore on, there was stuff that he was dealing with on yeah. a, on a well, higher level. I would have been wrong about Gallup because uh, I believed he would snap back. I do believe he'll snap back in 2023, but I was dead balls on right about Jalen Tolbert. I think they needed to scout Gavin in that room that night. I'd have said, who are we thinking about drafting here in the third round? Show me his tape. And be like, this guy's slow. You know, the reason he's open is these defenses he's up against are garbage. How is this guy going to get open in the NFL? And uh, on top of that, he wasn't ready even when he was open. Uh, I'd, I'd say that player has more ground to gain than anybody I've seen since Taco Charlton out there in Oxnard. Ooh, if I he's, like that. If he's going to recover a career. I'll probably co-sign that with you. And, and do we all agree that all these quotes from Steven where he keeps using the term click, be a click better, do you think he meant to say tick that whole time? We got to be a tick better. I'm not so. used to hearing the click better. We got to be a click better. Got to be a click better here. Click better there. It was weird. It was it was really messing with me as I was listening. Well, it's to like him he calls them Air Bods instead of Air Pods. It happens. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think I bought I bought some new ones yesterday. I said the same thing to the lady, and she looked at me and she she corrected me. You asked I her think, for some bods. Yeah, I think it's an old guy. Tolo. Yes, I think it's an old guy thing. I, she yeah. thought you were hitting on her. Oh my god, there's a creepy guy here asking about my asking bod. about my bod. Uh, he calls him bods for some reason. I don't I know why one. I did that. He breathes really heavy. I don't know. It's just crazy. <laughs> you guys hey. got me conscious of this breathing thing. Good. It's going to be all week long. I mean, I just worried about it now. No, it never happens okay. in the studio, I guess. I don't know. Steve on Zeke and Tony. He didn't get into it uh, too specifically, but generally they were talking about the tag. He says, we're not afraid of the tag. End of the day, we'll probably use it again this year. Uh, Pollard is the top candidate. It would be $10.1 milli, uh, to get uh, old TP there on the tag. Mavs will get a chance to move on from the Lakers' loss tomorrow night. 
They host the Pacers. Dallas Stars hosting Vancouver tonight, trying to stay on top of the division. They're two points behind Vegas after beating them in a shootout on Saturday. Tom Gillardi's favorite team, the Vancouver Canucks. Oh, <laughs> right. Or is that the city he likes? Maybe it's the media they like. Uh, so he, he likes, yeah. yeah. Nobody likes the Vancouver media more than Tom Gillardi. Yeah, Let me tell you about what's that. What's up with this Tom Gillardi? What's yeah. up with Stars owners just not vibing with the fan base at all? Yeah. It's like, go buy a different team if you don't want to be in Dallas, bro. Let a, let a proper Texan buy this team and understand what the hell's going on. I think Tom Hicks was that at one time. They won a damn championship with him, right? Yeah, but they ended up hating him, too. I guess, you know, can't get too good. Can you be an owner that everybody hates? Uh, not Not forever. I mean, the Knicks owners doing that, right? Doesn't everybody yeah. hate him? You're not, you're not going to be successful, I guess. If you were successful, they'd figure out a way to like you. FC Dallas back to work, hosting the Galaxy Saturday 6.30. Should be perfect weather. They lost to Minnesota uh, 1-0 to open up the season. Messi edged Mbappe for FIFA's top men's player of the year. And the Rangers were at Cincinnati today, and they won that game 13-2. We talked with Martin Perez earlier, and uh, he's in a great mood, uh, you know, getting ready for – what he said will be his second straight all-star season. He guaranteed it with us earlier. It's time now for our man Bobby Belt to join you here on your home of the Cowboys. Cowboys Insider joins us every night at this time. And how the hell are you, Bobby? I'm wonderful. How, uh, how surprised. It's terrific. Sorry you guys aren't out here. It's always fun to mix it up with all, all the shows. We're going to be uh, socializing pretty hard with the KNC Masterpiece, but I believe Broadus wanted to extend a, a, a heartfelt apology to you guys for messing up the studio last Friday in, in the Anytime Egg. Was it bad? Uh, no, 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 no. You know, I, I honestly was ready to blame uh, Cheech because the headphones that Cheech usually uses of mine, there was like egg on the cord, and I was like, this has got to be Eric because Eric's the only one who wears these. But then I discovered later it was just because Brian had them on and everybody was smashing them on his head. But that's right. Uh, it, it was a uh, yeah. It looked uh, it looked very much like you know Chicken Little vomited all over the studio this morning. But I was I was fine. But Robert I, Robert I, I, think I Choppy and Sean were worked up. Gavin's right. I want to apologize until I realized that you and Choppy and Sean were all involved. And I saw eggs <laughs> sitting there on the counter. Yeah, I think, I think. I think. No, 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 no. I think there's something down. going on choppy, here. I don't like it one bit. Choppy, choppy eats hard-boiled eggs for breakfast every morning. So that's and, what and he spreads them all over the cords too to get people in not, trouble. They wouldn't be they they wouldn't be uh, yellow like that. It's very eggy in there. Now I don't actually blame Broadus. I blame the. Uh, the, the messy application from people like Alec Medford and Eric Chiafalo, though those are more the people that I hold responsible. All right, Bobby, whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think that uh, the, the egg splattering was something that Choppy was going to appreciate, a little bit more protein in the air there in the studio. What did his girlfriend say about I it? I thought he, <laughs> he, he probably gave us a yeah, full Yeah, he Sarah, did. He, he enjoyed report. the protein splatter, no doubt, yeah. Okay, so, Bobby, let me ask you. When Stephen Jones today says, I think we could use one more playmaker on offense, is he being facetious with just the number one there, or does he think bringing back Tony Pollard on the franchise tag and Michael Gallup two years removed from the ACL injury, this offense is only going to need one more playmaker on offense? I mean, how good is the playmaker that you're bringing in? Because if you're bringing in a – like, like a real difference maker to be another real difference maker with C.D. Lamb. And then, yeah, you bring back Pollard and Gallup as a third receiver. I don't think that's an awful set of weapons if you, if you bring in another real game breaker. Now, if you're telling me, you know, the, the other weapon that you're bringing in here is going to be like, you know, a, a past his prime Odell Beckham Jr. or something like that, or you're going to draft somebody in like the third round, well, now I'm not taking you as seriously. Um, but I think that they, you know, I think when you see his comments, uh, to Todd Archer, which it was a great job by Todd getting all that stuff. But I think we see his comments about, you know, maybe they didn't do a good enough job replacing Amari Cooper when they moved on from him, which is the first time I've heard them acknowledge that in the year that since it's happened, by the way, um, that maybe they didn't do a good job replacing that. Uh, maybe they, you know, should look to, you know, empower Dak and then, you know, the, the move for, Mike McCarthy basically arguing them into I should be or, or stating his case and saying I should be calling the plays. This is why it'll work. And then them going, okay, all right, it's a compelling case. Let's go ahead and do it. Um, I think they, they clearly recognize that something was broken with the offense last year and it's got to be fixed. And, and so uh, I, I believe him. I, I take him at his word when he says that. And if you're telling me 
they need one more playmaker. I can buy that as long as the playmaker is a legitimate playmaker and not, you know, the the you're passing something off that's past its prime or trying to tell us a second or a third rounder can be that guy. So not the actual playmaker then? No, I don't think so. Uh, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't imagine that's who they're uh, acquiring. Um but, I mean, I guess anything's possible. Appreciate insights like that here from our Cowboys insider, Bobby Belt. <laughs> what is the biggest story you look forward to covering throughout the week at, at Combine? What, what could be the next big shoe to drop? Uh, I mean, I, you know, for Combine itself, I mean, I'll, I'll obviously be interested in how certain guys test, who, who, you know, shows out really well, who maybe tests their way out of Dallas's, you know, general area of where they're picking or maybe somebody who who doesn't test so well and then you're sitting there going well this guy ended up sliding a few picks later and now he's in our range and and do we trust the tape or do we worry about the testing so those are always storylines that i'm interested in but for the cowboys specifically uh i i'm interested to hear any rumblings we might get about all right how are, are they starting to work on a cd extension what are they going to do with zeke what are they going to do with tyron um you know, what kind of terms are we looking at potentially for Terrence Steele? Are they, are they willing to uh, to talk with Trayvon Diggs? Which I will say, uh, one one thing of interest to me is that uh, I, I don't believe that Trayvon Diggs' agent is in Indianapolis this week. So Ooh. those discussions will not be happening on the bus. Um, but I, I, I'll be interested to hear more how they're internally kind of roster building and the conversations that, that come out of there uh, from that. But uh, specifically, I, I'm interested to hear the immediate numbers that we're looking at for guys like C.D. Lamb and Terrence Steele to kind of get an idea of what they have left. Is there a position group that you're most excited to get to watch at the Combine? Um, I, I mean, I always like watching the DBs do drills. Yeah. like Because like, I, I think it's a good way to – I mean, Brian, you've told it before. Was that the, uh, the, the flip your hips and run drill? That was an Al Davis creation, right? That was an Al Davis, yeah. So that's that's my favorite drill to watch guys do. Uh, I, I mean, I think the three cone testing for edge rushers is always really intriguing uh, to see what kind of numbers they put up, and then of course just seeing who you know can blaze the fastest forty. And so uh, you know, receivers running the forty, uh, DB drills, and then the uh, the edge rushers doing the three cone. We've been in Oxnard in the waft of that uh, hotel complex. We know there's a lot of blazers up and down that Cowboys roster. <laughs> No doubt. Uh, some years more than others. Um, but, you know, uh, we, we're also in Oxnard, and then there's, there's likely lots of people in those, those like hotel or those apartments back there by the field that could be contributing to that as well. Bobby, what, where do you think the Cowboys are at with Connor McGovern in that left guard spot? Uh, do you think that he's likely to return, or do you think that they're looking at maybe the free agent market, or is that somewhere that they could draft? I think that they would – I think Dallas would be fine with Connor McGovern returning on certain terms. Um, what those terms are, I, I'm not entirely sure. I think, again, that's one of those things we'll have a better grasp on, what that money might look like or the figures you're going to start hearing once we get through this week. But, uh, I, I mean, I think there'd be mutual interest in returning. It's just a matter of is there anybody out there who really likes what they saw from Connor McGovern um, and says, hey, this is somebody that – we think could be a solid addition to our offensive line unit. And if that's the case, if they're willing to pay him, you know, a, a even above market value a little bit, uh, then I wouldn't anticipate those are waters that Dallas would play in. But if it's just a, a general, you know, kind of uh, average market value deal for a guard, then I think they'd have interest in that. It would just be a matter of how, how warm is the free agent market for him outside of Dallas. And if they didn't do that, if, if they did – you know, lose Connor McGovern, then, yeah, I think you're looking at drafts, maybe a, a bargain bin free agent to kind of give you a couple different options. But that, that would be my guess is how they'd approach it. So we get negotiations that are going to start, you think, with, with Diggs and or Lamb. And will they are they going to get underway with Dak Prescott already with Stephen Jones talking about it today? How pressing of a matter is this for the team? I mean, they need to free up a significant amount of money from Dak's contract and the two ways to do it are going to be a restructure and extension. I think they, you know, if, if they have to touch it, if they if they have to do something to create space, then I think they'd prefer to do that as an extension. So that's something that if they want to get that done, they need to probably look at getting that squared away or, or figure something out here in the next three to four weeks. Uh, you know, free agency is going to come up on them, and 
and they'll need that cap space. And so they can free up more money with an extension than they can a restructure. And an extension obviously allows them to kind of tailor the deal a little bit more uh, to their liking rather than a restructure, which will just, you know, rigidly kind of break it down over the remaining years of the contract. And so I, I, I think that, yeah, this clearly is a priority to them. This is twice now in the last month that Stephen Jones has mentioned it. And so it seems like, yeah, they, they really want to make sure they get an extension done to kind of massage the cap a little bit. Anything else before we let you go, Bob? Just that I love you all. Love, love you, too. Bobby. There he is. Bobby Belt must follow on Cowboys Twitter. It is time now for L.A. Live segment. is brought to you by Window Nation. Into the Pimp Cup we go for L.A. Yeah, I have a question for the Tolos and weekend headlines right after Rick. <laughs> All right, you squares. Fire up this funk and let's have a toe. It'll make you dance with some of everything. Everybody get hot. It was a six-finger lid. One time for Roger. One time yeah. for Roger. Salute. Yeah. The Raj Mahal. The Raj Mahal, the baby. Yeah. Uh, he had a little scooter like my joint. He sure did. With a foot yeah. whenever. All right. L.A. Live for February 27th, 2023. Question for the Tolos. You guys might like this one. Let's see if I turn my volume up so I can hear myself. Uh, what is the biggest lie commonly said by players and coaches? What are some of the biggest lies commonly said by players and coaches, y'all? Uh, I, think, I think for players, the only thing that matters is the win, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I can catch right. you. I don't need yeah. any targets. I don't, need, don't even yeah. look my way if Just we get, get the, the victory. I feel yeah. great about it. Yeah, okay. Eight points, 40 points, doesn't matter as long as we get the dub. For coaches, I mean, best shape of your life season is always a fun Oh, one. good yeah. one right there. Yeah. That's on the list. Yeah. yeah, I'm in the best shape of my life, especially after a devastating injury when he comes back. Co- okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, that's yeah. a good one. Coaches, it's the old Jesse Holly. Well, I wish I had 50 guys just like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you don't. Yeah. Also, the uh, we don't pay attention to the outside noise. Oh, yes, that's yes, on the that list. Is true. Yes, that, is that is on it. the list. Yeah, that's it. Uh, when they say, yeah, we don't listen to any of the outside noise. Let me scratch that off there. I think we had a great week of practice. <laughs> we got, I know we sucked all week. We got I knew we were going to get railed on Although, Sunday. shout out to McCarthy. McCarthy called it out. He's like, we had a crap week of practice. Yes. There you go. Yeah, you didn't say it before the game, though. No, no. that's true. That's <laughs> hilarious. How about this one? They, they've got a good team over there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> they've yeah. got a good team over there. That's the Belichick special. Yes, yeah, it bro. is. What is the biggest lie commonly said by players and coaches? I asked this to the Tolos. I asked them questions because they know more about us than we know about them. So I asked them questions so they can expose themselves and we can know who we're dealing with here. Thank you. Uh, what is the biggest lie commonly said by players and coaches? This is our year or oh. next year is ours. Yeah. Uh, we have the best fans in the world. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a huge lie. I'm really happy to be here, and I think that this organization is the best fit for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good one. That's a good one. It's definitely, Ooh. I came here not because of the huge record-setting deal that I signed. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, good I really, fit. really love the fit here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we couldn't have done it without the fans. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Nick Saban there. Nick yeah, the Dolphins. Good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we can win with Dak. Oh. Cowboys brass. Ooh. I didn't say this now. This is Tolo saying this, okay? Yeah. Yep. Right. yeah here's one. We, we only need one more playmaker. We just need one. It's true. Yeah, we trust our players out there. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm never leaving. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Well, let's see what I got. Oh, we just need to execute. Yeah. That's a big yeah, one. Yeah. 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 And uh, I'm not mad about the loss. It's going back to the drawing board. Yeah, you are. You're mad. Yeah, you're mad. You're hella mad. Yeah. Yeah. It makes the most competitive people, the people that are most mad. Yeah, no yeah. doubt about that. Uh, let's see what else I got. G-Bag of the Day, we do it every day here on The Fan at 2.30. If you see anything out there, hit me up at Lucky Lucius P on social media, and I'll try to get it on here for you. Our winner is a combo package from the XFL. We have a XFL Guardian quarterback telling everybody in the huddle to be quiet, man. I'm trying to get this playoff. All right, tight. Act two, hot. All right, tight. Belly Act two. Belly Shut the f- up, y'all. Listen. Act two, hot. One on one. Ready? Nothing worse than when an offensive lineman suggesting a play call. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs>
That's hilarious. You have to bleep up, y'all. Uh, <laughs> and we have WFAA-TV reporter William Joy taking a shot at the Cowboys for no good reason. Yeah, even though attendance was pretty decent today, the weather probably kept a lot of people away. There were a lot of people in heavy winter coats, a lot of people in blankets. But frankly, I think people are just excited to have a team in Arlington that actually plays football games in February. <clears throat> Live in Arlington, oh. I'm William Joy. Oh, come on, man. Come on, William's man. going places. He's going places. <laughs> come on, Will. Is that the same guy? Is Will, is it the same one who last week had a Tony Romo uh, playing in February kind of Arlington <clears throat> Renegades joke? That might have been during the play-by-play broadcast, but yeah, I think that was play-by-play. Okay, that's a lot of shots at the Cowboys here, bro. Yeah, it is a lot of shots. We're entering that phase where it's a laughable punchline instead of a place of like it's acceptance now. We're mourning the Cowboys. Yeah, ouch. Uh, Headlines from over the weekend: Jake Paul loses eight-round split decision to. Tommy Fury. Okay, did we have to double up then on the purse there, Lucius? Was that the bet? I mean, that's what they said, but I don't know whatever happened. Yeah, that's what they said. Supposedly I saw today Jake Paul was like, I still made $30 million even though I lost. Yeah, that's what he said. Uh, Fury was more active in the fight. Threw 302 punches with 88 landing. Paul threw 157 punches. Landed 49. I think it should have been a draw. In my opinion, watching the fight, I think it should have been a draw, but... It is what it is. I think if Paul doesn't win the next one, it's a wrap for Paul. Yeah. It's a wrap for Paul. Because this Fury guy wasn't a, a real boxer either, right? Yeah, he's, he's basically like Paul. Boxer thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, yeah. here's Jake Paul before the fight having an intense message to Tommy Fury. I've worked harder every single day, in and out. I have a better team. I have a better support system. And guess what? Me winning this fight is for the higher benevolent good of the universe. And so it's not just me in the ring. It's all of my guidance. It's all of my ancestors. It's all of my spiritual helpers. It's all of the people protecting me. And together we are going to f- you up. You have four rounds and then you are f- Tommy Fury, this is it for you. Well, he's got some good riders, man. He's got, yeah, yeah, I think we need to evaluate the staff, though. I mean, you know, we're paying a lot him. more money for what to get beat. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, did, did, did we hear him in the post, the post fight, Lucius, making excuses? A lot of excuses. And then he said, but not to make an excuse. Right. Oh, I still yeah. Lost. Yeah, he said he was that. sick twice during this camp oh, and all the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, whatever, bro. There's mm-hmm. some injury. Yeah. I watched the fight at uh, Derek Holland's house with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll let you hear a little bit of that when we heard the final call. Listen. Ross scores the contest. 75-74, he has it for Paul. Mm. Oh, Long scores it. 76-73 for Fury. Uh-oh. scores it. 76-73 for the winner by split decision. Tommy! What? Did you get some of that pork butt, Lucius? <laughs> no, nah, I didn't eat any pork butt, no. no. What the it, hell? I was just drinking baby. tequila and buzz balls, and then I ended up going to Grandy's afterwards. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dude, they got good rolls. Yeah, yeah, they really do have good rolls. Yeah. That's the only thing that chicken survived my Did you meal. get a chicken fried steak with I the gravy? Chick- chicken fried steak with the gravy, uh, some, some shrimp, and two pieces of chicken. Yeah, Man. yeah, and I woke up cart shrimp with that. that huh? sound delicious. I woke up I on the couch about three thirty in the morning. <laughs> I didn't even know I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> All the food was laying out. Dog helped me clean some of it up. <laughs> it was wild. Uh, Post fight right here, Jake Paul reacts to losing to Tommy Fury. Well, <laughs> uh, didn't think I'd ever have to make one of these videos, but happens, I guess. This is still the best job in the world. Thank you all for the support. This was an amazing event, and I'll be back. No worries, cuz. Yeah, well, nobody wants to see if you're losing. We only see, yeah, like, yeah. that's it. So yeah. It's about the yeah. weird win that you're pulling off. Right. Yeah, he, he, he found a lot of opponents that he could beat, but the first thing resembling an actual boxer, like, from what I could tell from the highlights, it's like Jake Paul was a little bit hesitant against a skilled guy who could actually play a little bit defense and couldn't find his spots. You know what I'm saying? So I think... 
you know, now it's obvious to lose a fight like that, anything real. Like, the whole idea of going from influencer, hey, he's athletic and strong and he's beating up guys, maybe he's on a course to actually becoming a good boxer. I think that that, that uh, bubble burst. No more credibility on that. Oh, well, you know, at the post-fight, a lot of real fighters were saying, hey, man, this right here gives Jake Paul his wings to be a fighter now. Okay. Yeah, now we're impressed with him. I was like, all right, okay. whatever, man. Uh, Drake you put down with another non-fighter. Okay, <laughs> Drake I'm put, not a fighter. Drake put down 400k on Paul. If okay. anybody knows about the Drake curse, that's why he lost. yeah, that's yeah, why he lost. that's yeah. what people are saying. It's because of the Drake curse. Oh, is no. why he lost. Because if Drake bets on you, you will lose. Whatever the situation may be. Here's a reporter asking Jake Paul about the curse. Hi, um, did you hear about Drake <laughs> betting four hundred thousand dollars on you tonight? And do you feel like? that affected you through the Drake curse? <laughs> this is Drake's fault. <laughs> Drake, bro. Why you do this to me? Nah, nah, it, it's it's my fault. But um, 400,000 is nothing to him. <laughs> God, I love how a good loss will humble you. That's, that's yeah. the most human Jake Paul sounded in four years. Hilarious. Yeah. He was super humble after that fight. Yeah. He was. I, I got sick twice. You know, I'm not trying to make any excuses or anything, but yeah, I could have been better. Uh, Tommy Fury gave him some props, though. What can people say now? You know, I came here to Saudi Arabia with my team. I fought Jake Paul, and I come out on one. So, I you won. know, everything that I said for the past two and a half years, I backed it up. Um, Jake Paul was a lot tougher than I thought he was going to be. You know, I've hit pros with some shots like that, and they've gone. You know, there's no way people can't say he's a proper boxer because, you know, I've sparred legitimate boxers, and Jake Paul was right up there. So uh, he's a tough guy, and I believe he'll, uh, he'll do well in the future. Mm. That's a tomato can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not going to be 500. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for a stumbling, bumbling uh, Jake Paul if he keeps fighting for 10 years. It is funny that Tommy Fury was getting ready to fight KSI, I guess. Yeah. That's who he's scheduling next is KSI, another yeah. YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> Come hilarious. On, he found a lane. Uh, another headline right here for you boys. According to the U.S. Energy Department, a Chinese lab leak is likely behind COVID-19 outbreak. They leaked it on purpose? We don't know if it's on purpose. There's two competing theories. Uh, that they the, making that in a lab anyway? Uh, okay, okay. Okay, two competing theories that the virus that causes COVID jumped from animals to people, likely at the market in Wuhan that sells live animals. Okay, we heard that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the other one is the virus accidentally released by researchers, accidentally released by researchers at the Wuhan Institute, a scientific lab a few miles from the wet market, in this scenario, researchers who were studying the SARS-CoV-2 virus accidentally infected themselves and passed it on to others. Hmm. Wow. That's what we're thinking. That's but, what that was being told. But okay, so if they are making this though, is this with the, the what's the what's the end game here? Like uh, is was the plan to take over the world by getting everybody sick or were they just, you know, having some good fun? Hey, we're scientists and this is what we do. Yeah, I think they were just studying whatever that SARS coronavirus situation was and accidentally infected oh. themselves and then let it out and they went home yeah just like oh well, they let it out anyway they were trying to whip it I, I i could see that yeah yeah uh but woody harrelson was on snl and he had the timeline lit about uh, the covid lockdown joke check this out okay so the movie goes like this the biggest drug car biggest cartels in the world get together and buy up all the media and all the politicians and force all the people in the world to stay locked in their homes. And people can only come out if they take the cartel's drugs and keep taking them over and over. I threw the script away. I mean, who is going to believe that crazy idea <laughs> being forced to do drugs? I do that voluntarily all day long. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, he had the timeline lit. Everybody's mad at Woody right now over that. Oh, yeah. He was going anti-vass? Uh, anti yeah. Yeah, yeah, going a little bit. <laughs> Man, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I respect. I don't bro. doubt Woody much. I think he's pretty dialed in when it comes is to Is he all like there? That. He nailed it. Oh, <laughs> is he yeah. all there? He just proved <laughs> that how all there he is. Is he Man, all there? He yeah. got up there and, and spoke from the heart. Did he? Sure did. He sounded like he's taking a few of those punches to the head. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's been I quite feel like he's always sounded like that, too, right? Has he? Yeah, yeah. when he was on Cheers, he sounded crazy. <laughs> Played the slow guy in Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I said it respectfully about the crazy. Talk stupid. But dismissive to call somebody just crazy. most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and here's something else for you, boys. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, you guys going to check out the Creed when it comes out? Oh, Hell yeah. Yes. yeah. I love this question. That the, Wait, is this the one, Lucius, where this lady asked him the question? She went to school with him? Yes, like sir. Right. This yes, is great. sir. Yeah, Michael yeah. B. Jordan remembers a reporter from... From his high school allegedly called him corny she says it wasn't her it was somebody else but mm. she was part of that clique and uh michael b jordan remembered her okay. and laid it in the lap for her. we got michael b jordan the director and the star of creed 3 and you know we know each other we go way back all the way to chad science in newark okay oh, the corny kid, right? hmm. <laughs> i did not say that misquoted for sure no, you did not hear me say cry. I said we used to make fun of the name. But, yeah, he is obviously killing things out here. Well, you're not corny anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like the fact he called her out. Put her in her right. Yeah, she's on the red carpet there, and she, he's, like, looking at her like, go ahead and ask me a question. You know, I love that. Corny yeah. kid, right? Yeah. The corny, corny kid, right? Yeah, the no, corny that guy, wasn't right? me. Yeah. That was yeah. somebody yeah. else. That y'all. Uh huh. Yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, revenge yeah. is like the sweetest joy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. That's my time. Thank you, Lucius. Yep. LA Live every night about five forty right here on one hundred five three. The fan. If you enjoy it, not a coincidence at all. Badass segment, number one rated segment, DFW Sports Radio. That's that L.A. Live every night with your guy, uh, Lucius Alexander. When we come back, look at this. We got one hour to go. Bill Barnwell predicted moves for all 32 teams. What's he got on the Cowboys NFL News of the Night with Woolchuck? Next here in the nation. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.